Hello, Gluttoneers! Welcome to another Hi Gluttony. I'm Becca. And I'm Gretchen. And now that we've closed out our consumption series, we're finally back in the kitchen and clearly excited to talk to each other (laughs) as we definitely talk about my dating life or lack thereof. So... (laughs) And other thing. And then we just talk a lot. We do that sometimes. When it comes to the cooking, though, you'll hear us get into this later in more detail. But we're making black bean burgers with jalapeno relish. And of course, throwing in some of our own high gluttony flair. Really, the only thing that we used that was out of the ordinary from most days was the food processor, which we used a lot. I talked Becca into it. (laughs) I loved it. Of course, even though I can never figure out how to use it. Different problem. (laughs) This is probably a world level two dish, but that's probably mostly just because of all of the steps to get through all the processing of the ingredients and everything, but pretty simple for the most part. And we hope you learn something new. I mean, we learned a lot by doing this twice. (laughs) So, yep. And we hope you are enjoying some good weed while you listen. So please like, rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about High Gluttony to help us grow. We're excited to see listeners joining us from around the world. So thank you for helping us spread the message of all things gluttony. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Let's get to it. (laughs) We've been out of the kitchen a little too long, I think. We are bringing back a recipe we did last year that we've been desperately craving. We have quite a bit of stuff already prepped. We'll get to that as part of the recipe. Becca has already been through one cocktail because we've had so many technical difficulties that we're not really sure what this episode is going to sound like by the time you hear it. So settle in. Like Gretchen said, I'm on my second drink. We are making a twist on a classic, the grilled summer burger. But before we get into making that, actually, Gretchen, what is helping you relax while we cook together? So I'm going to be enjoying for the first time Garlic Cookies, this is a foxy brand pre-rolled joint that has mostly lemonine, then it's got caryophylline and myrcene. This is an indica dominant hybrid, but it says has a euphoric high with with mentally uplifting effects. I don't know how you differentiate euphoric and mentally uplifting, but that's what I wrote down. So that's what I said. How about you, Becca? Well, they sound different enough to both be enjoyable. So I cannot wait to see how this happens for you or how this feels for you. (laughs) It's funny because all of the dominant terpenes that you have, I also have in my cherry gorilla. So mostly lemonine, some myrcene and caryophylline. And then this one's got a punch of 29% THC. So I'm ready to cook. I'm ready to relax. I cannot wait. Like I said, I'm on my second drink. We've had some audio issues. I don't know if we still are. I apologize if this whole episode is fucked with audio, but we'll see what happens. So we're, we were both drinking gin and tonics. I'm now drinking a Negroni and I'm watching Gretchen smoke her joint. And I'm so envious of a joint. I, oh, I love joints. Aside from the smell, I think you probably mm. wouldn't be quite as envious of the, the, of the smell, but <laughs> My dad would be losing his shit if he was here. Be like, why are you smoking in the house? Totally. I wanted to tell you about this spritz I've been making to help with that smell. So we'll have to Mm. talk about that another time. Yes, we will. You're drinking your gin and tonic then? I'm about halfway through. But by the time I'm done with that, I'll probably be done with my alcohol for the day. I have been noticing that just, just using marijuana and not having any alcohol at all, I have been feeling a little bit better. So I think it's... Got to keep that alcohol consumption on the low and the low end of things. Totally. That makes sense. And now that we're coming off of our consumption series, we're learning a little bit more about what's required to process cannabis. I think maybe both of us are approaching this with fresh eyes a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I did, not too much. I did. I'm not changing too much behavior. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my, my doctor yesterday because I had a doctor's appointment. And she's always trying to get me to stop smoking pot because I also have ADD. So she's like, this is not a great combination of things to be doing. She's like, (laughs) I mean, but she also admitted there wasn't a lot of research. And I said, yeah, that's what I keep, you know, I'm doing a lot more research now and looking into it. And it's, you know, 
Like there are things that I, I acknowledge that are not as good for me about pot at this point, maybe, but also that we just don't know that much about it. So like it, hopefully we'll get some answers, but until I feel like changing it really, I'm going to still be a smoker. I hear you. The more we learn, the more we make decisions about not changing. If I, I could change things if I wanted to. I was realizing that today. That <laughs> my life, pro- I probably wouldn't be as lonely if I at least tried to date. And no, I just, no, I just can't. So <laughs> possibly you could be not as lonely. And also you could be stressed out and frustrated as a different trade-off. You got to both end your way through it. What's yeah. the pro? What's the pros and cons here? <laughs> I will also shout out to uh, Nicole Byers' podcast, "Why Won't You Date Me?" because she had a male escort on there yesterday that she had interviewed, awesome. and of course he's very high end, so he's talking about like people who can pay him like nine thousand dollars to spend a week with them, and it's like having a boyfriend and then being able to be like go away. And I was like, this sounds like a really good deal. You're like, how much? You say nine thousand? <laughs> well, his introductory <laughs> two-hour date is six hundred dollars, and you can make it three for nine hundred. So, well, that's fair. He's not charging you a higher percentage for that last hour. You just get to tack on another one, another hour <laughs> to hire someone whose sole purpose is to like make you feel good and help you shine. And that's his whole thing. Is he's not even like he's like the sex. Yeah, that's kind of part of it. But he's like, it's more like dating, you know, like he's like, it's more like just really dating. Like he's like, yes, the sex part, there is the sex part, but that's not as much what I do. He's like, you know, he's talking about all the different types of dates he's done and like all these people he's met. He's been doing it for nine years. What does that say about me that I was like, I would pay a person to date me (laughs) rather than maybe I should date. (laughs) Maybe there's a step in between. (laughs) It's like, hmm. I think it sounds fun. I think it sounds like there's a real chance that you're going to spend money on a date anyway. Probably not $600, but you know, you got to make your decisions where you make them. And you go on this date where you get a baseline for how you want to be treated in a relationship. Yeah. And that sets a stage for a whole new way to approach dating. And in that way, it's almost an investment in dating. And you're like, well, this sounds fun. I actually really enjoyed that. What do I need to be looking for in my next partner so that I feel that same way every time we're together? And I don't have to pay for it. (laughs) And then you stop paying for it. Right. I I'm in. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Without all that money I've got laying around. (laughs) So we're starting a Patreon. So Gretchen can. Just so (laughs) that I can find my male escort of choice. (laughs) I can pay for a boyfriend. (laughs) There's so many approaches to life. You just never know. (laughs) Let's let's not get into all the things I think I'm open to. So. We need uh, we need to do a second podcast that Gretchen's dating journey updates. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Then when you find the right person, you'll just do a couples podcast together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the audience will be so riveted already with your journey. They have to know what's the ever what's the happens after the ever after. So I've been trying to figure out exactly what stage of singleness I'm at, like what this would be called. Okay. I'm, I feel like I might be at the point where I qualify as celibate. What, what is the definition? Is it time? Is it decision? Well, what see, that that, that's, that's, that's where the, 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 the trick of it is because celibacy doesn't really quite feel right. Because <laughs> that's like a real conscious decision. Now, I can't say that this isn't a conscious decision I've made in my life to just be like, yeah, I'm not doing that right now. So I guess... You almost could say it, but it doesn't feel like quite the right right thing because there's, I was going to say, I don't really have any bitterness about it. I was like, maybe I should just say I don't have a lot of bitterness about it. <laughs> just a little, a little tinge. Just a little bit. Well, it's so interesting because it feels like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about so much of this another time. And yeah, I, I want to say also that what is complicated about these conversations is the way our society approaches sex. Period. Yeah. Period. 
Yeah. And would you feel differently if the stigma was removed from women being single after a certain point? And would you feel differently if the stigma was removed from dating, 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 and not finding someone you want to spend time with and X, Y, and Z, even down to like hiring an escort, why should there be stigma around that? So if those things were removed, how would you feel? But we can't think about that until we change like everything about our fucking foundations of a society and especially here in America. So I know it's hard to answer that question. Yeah. Also, you and I cannot ask ever one simple question without turning it into some big global thing. (laughs) So (laughs) we need to figure out what term defines me as a person as far as like my sexuality goes at this point. Because the existing structures don't fit. Don't fit. I mean, I guess there's just not really a term for it. I said a really fucking long time. (laughs) I'm on my second cocktail and now it's a Negroni, which usually doesn't happen second. So here we go. Yeah, I think that is exactly where this conversation started. <laughs> Let's get back to what we're doing. We are actually re- kind of resurrecting the dead. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. We made what these black bean burgers last summer. So you are hearing this for the first time. We've both been craving these burgers. Absolutely. So we're putting a little bit of a spin on the recipe because Becca had this excellent idea of modeling after this amazing burger that she'd had before. So let's like fill them in on the burger, the origins of this dress up that we're doing on this burger. You got it. Also though, do you want to mention real quick what recipe we're using and why when we first made this, why that made more sense? Well, I mean, it still makes sense. We well, still is apparently incredibly big fans of whatever Kenji Obezalt does. <laughs> we are, so we, we did a lot of his recipes last summer as well. And apparently we're doing another series of them this year. So we might as well just get it out of our system and then move on. Because clearly this is just what we're going to be doing. But the burgers are, these are so amazing for being a meatless burger it's so perfect. Right. It's been about a year, but because we are constantly doing Kenji's recipes and because we've already done this before, even though you didn't hear it, like Gretchen said, we wanted to put a little spin on it. I was inspired by a place called Rome Burger in San Francisco that makes their own in-house veggie burgers. And it's the best veggie burger I have ever had. And they do also have a lot of really good meats. Before I went vegetarian, I would get their bison burger a lot. Mm. So good, but it's pretty simple. You pick your protein and then you get a ton of setup options. And my favorite one was something called the Tejano and it has pepper jack cheese, tortilla strips, and a jalapeno relish. And when we made this last year, we made a corn relish And so we're going to make that again, but substitute a few things. We're actually making a few substitutions this time around, but the baseline is really a good foundation and it gives you these options to explore. So I'm so excited. I can't wait to recreate it because I've been craving this black bean burger and also craving this burger from Rome. So I cannot wait. But Gretchen, you have to go because you're still close to San Francisco. You have to go and you have to get this burger or all of the other option burgers and then get the coconut shake. Oh my God, it's so good. That's oh, it. Well, That's my Rome promotion. I was going to say, you, all you had to say is coconut shake because I am on board with all things coconut. So not a problem. <laughs> I will okay. take that one for the team. <laughs> Thank you for your sacrifice. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little more gin. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty fun. good. Me I smoked maybe a quarter of that joint before I was like, I'm high. I'm good. It is nice. Pretty. Euf- I uh, I gotta say, seem pretty euphoric right now. Might feel like my blood sugar's dropping a little bit. I may have to eat some of my ingredients before we carry on. <laughs> Okay. So you're feeling some euphoria. What about your uplifting effect, which according to the descriptions are 
two very different things. Let's check in with it. Hold on. Pretty uplifted. I'm feeling kind of perky. I would not mind going to lay down on the couch, but I'm good with this. I'm good with this whole situation right now. I'm ready to make, eat things, make things. Cause I mostly, cause I eat things while I make things. So, so can you tell me, can you talk us through then what we'll be doing today? No. Um, no. <laughs> no. Whenever you're ready. If you're feeling too euphoric, you just, I'll just wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we are using a recipe from, I believe it's America's cookbook. We will post a picture of it because it is the oldest cookbook I currently own. It was my grandmother's. Did not realize she pulled so many of her recipes from this book. I feel kind of ashamed of myself for not knowing <laughs> Hey, you gotta have everybody, every grandma's gotta have secret recipes, right? And they're, you just don't know where to find them. So true. So we're gonna start by making the relish from a, a version of the relish we made last year because we stuck to the recipe last year. But this year, Beck is feeling a little more confident on being able to shake things up. And also she doesn't like bell peppers. And so we subbed out bell peppers and we're using a jalapeno to more closely mirror the Tejano burger. And we're gonna also use mustard seeds because that's what Becca has. <laughs> so we're, we're changing up the recipe a little bit, but hopefully we won't throw everybody off because we're going to start by toasting those mustard seeds that we're using. Then we're going to throw everything else in the pot and let it cook for about a half hour. End of story. Hallelujah. My favorite kind of recipe. <laughs> so Gretchen said that everything, that everything is one ear of corn and I'm using frozen. Gretchen measured out her ear of corn, which came out to about three-fourths of a cup. So we're going with three-fourths of a cup of corn, one shallot chopped, one jalapeno chopped, half of a tomato chopped, one tablespoon of salt, your determined amount of black pepper, right? That's what yep. A-N. Yep. As needed. Yes. A-N as, needed. as needed. Thank you. Okay. Another and thing then to add to the, uh, another thing to add to our rule book. We got to add a glossary. Yeah, I need to understand what they mean. I know. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, you're good. And then mustard seeds, not mustard powder, which is what the traditional or the original recipe calls for. And that's half of a tablespoon. And then sugar. What, how much sugar for this one? We're just going to go with a light sprinkle. We want equal volume of salt and sugar in our mix. So to, a way to understand what your sugar needs are is to look at what your salt needs are. Correct. Cool. That's a fun trick. Me personally, I tend to go a little less. I, especially on something like this, that's acidic. I really love acid. <laughs> that's really acidic food. Like I like to eat lemons. That's how far gone I am. <laughs> pickles are my favorite. So in, in something like this, I probably pair it out a little bit or even not put any in, but that is not going to be to everybody's taste. So with something like this, I would be tasting it to see, start, start, you know, it's that low and slow, low and slow (laughs) mentality, little bits at a time. So maybe going a teaspoon at a time, but I don't even think we're putting a whole teaspoon, teaspoon of salt. Sorry. I wasn't listening. It's one tablespoon of salt. It's a one tablespoon of salt. Yeah. So i definitely wouldn't sorry (laughs) should have looked at the recipe is that (laughs) it probably originally said one tablespoon of sugar as well and for my taste I don't want I don't think I'm going to want that much sugar so I'm going to start by putting one teaspoon in so that's yeah but yeah you could you could always look to that 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 rule is only for savory food (laughs) in this particular case we're just going to wing it a little with the sugar yes Yes. This is what I meant when I was trying to explain this to you earlier is like talk you through some of my thought process on how I cook. This is exactly what I was referring to. So we're getting it in. Yay. Perfect. I love it. Then the last two things we're going to have is white vinegar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can't even get through the whole list of ingredients without me having to throw it on fucking five minute commentary (laughs) all right the last two ingredients are white vinegar that's two tablespoons what if you don't have white vinegar i think i do i forgot it was white vinegar 
I it's, don't want to look through my cabinet. I have red wine right here. Perfectly fine. <sighs> Whatever vinegar you like, because we're also making that really small batch, which is like really just to be a topper for this burger in particular. Adjust it to whatever the fuck you want. Don't feel tied to a recipe. If you're like, I don't, I don't like, you know, I know you don't love onions. That's why we subbed out the re- onions for now shallots because they're a little more mild. So that's how you kind of start to learn to think like a chef, I guess <laughs> I'm trying to say. No, that makes sense. With these kind of recipes in particular too, there is so much flexibility with alliums, right? <laughs> you yep. can use onion, shallot, green onion, whatever you want with peppers, jalapenos, peppers, bell peppers, Anaheim peppers, Anaheim oh peppers, the God pepper, the God okay, so- pepper substitute. <laughs> I have to tell everybody. Gretchen text messages me earlier and says, I can't find poblano peppers. And I say, what can you use instead? And she says, the internet says a God substitute <laughs> is Anaheim peppers. And I said, well, if it's a God substitute, <laughs> you have to use it. And of course, then I look at my phone, not really, I have made a typo and a die from hilarity be in the middle of Whole Foods because <laughs> peppers are gods now. At least the Anaheim. So Gretchen, Gretchen will a minimum be building a shrine to yes. the Anaheim peppers. So she's using that, but that's for the burgers. We didn't even, that's, I missed that, right? That's for the burgers. That's not for the relish. Right. You're correct. But, well, but- shit. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because we're getting, we'll, we'll get into the burgers later. Now you know the whole story about the Anaheim peppers that will be used in the burgers. We're just oh getting God. ahead of ourselves. It's fine. We're so excited. But then the last, last ingredient is cabbage. Right. Correct. Because we took, we took it off. And so. And we're using about, what was it? Half a cup of cabbage? Yeah. Something like that. I, I took a, maybe a little more. A slightly less than a quarter of my cabbage and just chopped it up into smallish pieces so we're rogue we're just we're just going going with it (laughs) and those are all of the ingredients for the relish i know it sounded like a lot it's actually only like 10 (laughs) yeah sounds like a lot especially when gretchen gives you not one but two dissertations right in the middle of the list of ingredients so okay i'm let's do this relish talk me through what's happening here you said we're just throwing stuff together but what does that mean so let's turn on our pot. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go for uh, medium, just above medium heat. So okay. I've got a... What, what kind of pan are you using? I'm using a saucepan. I have a skillet. Should I switch? When you put it in the skillet, you have more surface area for liquid to evaporate. So you'll have a bit more juice with the saucepan because it's a narrower surface area. Not a that lot. That makes sense. But a little bit. I think in that case, I will stick to my skillet because I hate soggy relish. (laughs) Maybe I want more of like a chutney. What's the difference between a relish and a chutney? So chutneys are typically, we don't have to go into it either. What was the question? (laughs) What's the difference between chutney and relish? Thank you. Chutneys usually a sweeter application with more fruit, whereas relish tends to be more vegetable based, but uh, do you want to go on a related sidetrack right now? Because I learned okay. something cool this week on the podcast. <laughs> they were talking about that what we consider vegetables, like vegetables are a plant classification. It's totally made up because a lot of vegetables are actually fruit. It was really interesting. The podcast is shortwave. It's from NPR. They just do like 15 minutes episodes on science stuff every day. It's just like always some little sciencey tidbit. So one day this week they were doing vegetables. <laughs> vegetables aren't really a thing. And wow. So when I started thinking about it, it's an informal classification, I guess you could call it, because it's not. There's no scientific distinguisher of a vegetable. Right. What? They would explain it a lot better than me. <laughs> Oh my God, I hadn't even thought about that. I'm growing two different types of zucchinis this year. I'm so excited. But that's a fruit. This is fruit. Because it, it's got the seeds on the inside. Of the plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and really, when it comes down to it, this is also part of it, that this is uh, the sex organ. You know, 
for such a prudish society, we're just constantly eating sex organs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that was that was beautiful, deep, Becca. Deep societal assessments by Becca Doobie. <laughs> okay, so my pan is warm over here. All right. I am going to grab some a little bit of vegetable oil if this pan is a little too hot. Can I use canola oil? Is there a difference? No. I said sunflower oil, right? That's just what I've got in my hand. I thought you said vegetable. Oh, well, maybe I did. I'm not sure. <laughs> not Ooh. the point anymore. It's not really the point. Okay, there there goes my, uh, there, go, there go all my oh. seeds. Oh, shit. Oh, you've got your seeds going too. Okay. That took three seconds. <laughs> there go in my veggies. So all the veggies. So that's all the veggies. Tomato, jalapeno, cabbage, cabbage, salad, tomato, garlic, or no, that's uh, garlic in the burger. Okay. I was going to add a little though. I forgot tomatoes were part of this relish. I don't know if they were last year, but we have them now. (laughs) So I feel like we said it last year that we thought it would have been nice if they had tomato, if it had tomato in it. I think there wasn't any. And then we made it happen. Did you do your salt? Salt. Shit. <laughs> I don't feel like digging out my white wine vinegar. So I'm using rice vinegar in mine. Have you already added any sugar? I did. I added about a teaspoon just to give it a little something. Something. I shall follow suit. Do you play chess? Should we play chess together? <laughs> I have played chess. I don't think I'm very good at it. Got it. And especially well, after watching... All the people who play chess and are really good at it and how much intense thought it takes. I'm like, I'm, this is not a game for me. Do you mean watching the Queen's Gambit? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yep. That is exactly what I mean. <laughs> By watching competitions, I have learned. <laughs> that some people are fucking good at that shit. And I used to play with my dad and I only tied him one time and I've played with James and I've only... I've never won against James. I think maybe one time I won against James. And I, the first time I lost, I flipped the board. <laughs> so I get mad. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I'm not sure I want to play chess with you now, Becca. All right. I think it's fun, but I get it. All right. It's, I don't like board games, but I like some. I like strategy games. Clear, well, clearly I do too, because I count video games in that. Video games Absolutely. Are strategy games. You know what I've been really wanting to do? What? Have you ever done an escape room? No. Yes, I want to do that too. I've only done one and I want to do another one because they're really fun. We'll definitely do that whenever we get together, wherever we get together. Wherever that is. How's your relish looking? It's slowed. Well, the bubbling is slowed considerably, but that's because I turned the heat way, way down. (laughs) And it looks very colorful. Mm, That cabbage. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I told you, but I don't know that I've told the gluttoneers that I joined a CSA, which is very exciting. And cabbage happened to be one of the ingredients this week or one of the items this week, which worked out perfectly for this recipe. Hooray! And Gretchen, like a big old dum-dum, bought purple cabbage again. Right. So Gretchen's using purple cabbage. And last year when we made this, she also used purple cabbage. And we went, oh my God, that turned your relish purple. (laughs) And she did it again. And not really a good purple. <laughs> I did not use the red onion, though, this time. So maybe Oh, you help. also did red onion? I believe did- I did, yes. <laughs> maybe if we ever re-listen to those lost episodes, we'd know. But I have a hard time re-listening. No, I think it's just because the audio is so poor. <laughs> that too, yeah. But also, did you I'm add sure- water? Sorry. I did add a little bit of water because the bottom was starting to get some stuff sticking to it. Okay. A little bit of burning. So I was like, hmm, a little bit of this might be okay, but I don't really want a lot of that. So I might have added maybe a half cup of water. That's about it. Got it. And then what's next for this relish? Stop cooking it in like 20 minutes. (laughs) Got it. And then eat it. (laughs) I love it. And we keep it at the same temperature the whole time for about 20 minutes? Yeah, I'm just going to keep it on low. On low. Okay. Yeah. So now on to part two which would be making the black bean burgers. I will read through our 
burger ingredients. And then I would love Gretchen, if you could talk me through what the steps are with those ingredients. So first off for the regular recipe amount, it is two 15 ounce cans of black beans rinsed and drained four tablespoons of vegetable oil divided. How I get the divided, but I wish there was like a in half in quarters. I it's, I assume in half, but sometimes I just wish recipes would provide that exact divided by amount. Basically listed as two ingredients because it's two separate amounts. Right. Two tablespoons of olive oil or vegetable oil here, two tablespoons of vegetable here. I feel like I struggle with ingredients and I think ultimately recipes when there's not really explicit directions, especially for something I'm doing the first time. But I do assume half when it says divided. That's a fairly good assumption. When I talk to the recipe, we'll we'll determine exactly what the deal is with that. Two cans of black beans, four tablespoons of vegetable oil divided, one medium onion, finely chopped, one large poblano pepper or God substitute, Anaheim pepper, finely chopped, three or seven, if you're Gretchen, medium (laughs) garlic cloves. She's doubling too, so... It's still extra, but extra. not too many extra. And then one chipotle chili in the adobe sauce, adobe sauce, finely chopped. And then you're going to use one teaspoon of that sauce, three-fourths cup of roasted cashews, one half cup finely crumbled feta or cotija. I have feta. What do you have? have? Feta. Feta. Okay. One large egg. Two tablespoons of mayonnaise. I'm using a vegan mayonnaise. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it should be fine. Should be fine. I saw reviews of the recipe where somebody was like, I subbed out for a vegan cheese. I subbed out for a vegan mayo. And they said it was it was good. That makes sense. That's exactly what we were saying earlier with the versatility of this recipe. Every Almost everything is swappable. Maybe not the beans, but maybe Probably. even that. Well, I think it would depend on flavor profile more than anything else. Black beans are pretty distinct. Well, actually, I was going to say not really. Red kidney beans. And then it talks a little bit about a cheese for topping. We're using pepper jack because that's part of the setup at Romberger for the Tejano. And then hamburger buns, condiments. I'm going to make a chipotle mayo with the chipotle sauce. What are you going to do for a sauce? I will probably also do a chipotle mayo because I've got both of those things. And then whatever additional toppings you want. I don't think I'm doing anything else beyond tomato. I was like, oh, we didn't pick out any like lettuce or <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm going to do cabbage on the side. I'm going to make a little cabbage tomato nice. slaw kind of thing. Excellent. Sounds nice and healthy. I'm in a CSA now. I have <laughs> to eat more vegetables. Pretty smart. Now we are on to what does it look like overview to make these black bean burgers and these patties in particular we this this first the first very first step is you're going to preheat your oven to 350 because we're going to roast the black beans and becca and i've already done this we did this earlier today it's kind of a hot one out here so i figured getting my uh oven stuff out of the way early i i am a little concerned that it may change something about making the burgers but I'm not 100% sure. So we'll have to make sure we note that if there is a marked difference between them. I had a question about this step. In So you rinse and dry the beans. What happens if you have a little bit of moisture still on them from the rinsing? Are you looking to have these super dry or what, what well, makes the best outcome at this point? I think it's sort of half and half because it does say that it's like when the the skins are starting to crisp up a little bit. And as long as you get some like dehydration on the outside of the beans, that's really what you're looking for. If you have a little bit of excess moisture, I doubt it's going to make a huge difference, but the point of this is to dry the beans out. So I move mine around on the sheet pan a little bit before while I was roasting them. But I was also using parchment paper, not the tin foil he recommended because environmental impact on the aluminum foil is higher. Mm -hmm. So I try not to use it. And so that's another thing I will note here is that 
since we both use parchment paper because it's more environmentally friendly, we'll have to make sure we know, see if that made any difference in dehydrating or not. But mine looked about the same. I felt like they, they turned out about the same as last time. It's important at this stage with roasting the beans to remove moisture, but it doesn't necessarily matter. They shouldn't be like sopping wet when they go into the oven, but if they have a little bit of moisture on them from the rinsing, that's probably fine. Yes. Okay. But what you're looking for is that moisture removal. Right. Right. I see. I don't think I answered this well. You might just have to cook them a little bit longer if they're a little too moist, but it is important. It helps cut down the cooking time and preserve flavors, blah, 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 you know. Uh, Sure. Are we timing the relish? Nope. Not really. It's not important. Not important. Not, not important. If you want to be done with the relish, I'm okay with it having a bit more, because all the cooking is doing is going to take some of that body out of it. But if you want some of that crunch to be on your burger, then that, I have no problem turning it off now. All right, let's turn it off. I'll remove it from heat. I'm going to taste this uh, relish. I only ended up doing about a teaspoon of, maybe less than a teaspoon of sugar, and I am not going to add any more. Yeah, especially with the older recipes, I think they push the sugar a little bit, but I'd have to look into that. They were sugar peddlers. Yeah. (laughs) They're giving it all they got. More sugar. Drying out your beans is the first step because it (laughs) helps with the moisture level. So you can do these steps simultaneously. simultaneously. (laughs) (laughs) So while your beans are roasting, although we did this earlier, our next step is going to be sauteing our pepper and onion mixture. So we're going to heat a skillet, medium high heat, heating the two tablespoons of oil in the actual pan. And then we are going to add our onion and poblano, or in my case, onion and Anaheim pepper. God substitute. God substitute. Yes. And cook stirring frequently until softened about five minutes. After that five minutes, we're going to add our garlic stirring constantly until fragrant about two minutes always feel like for me those are an underestimate maybe my temperature's not high enough but i tend to go a few minutes longer than those well either that or it just seems longer because you're high that's what i find wow (laughs) good point what a self-reflecting moment (laughs) well when i get when i start my stuff in the pan i'll make sure to start my timer so that Mm. time it out excellent excellent After we've added the garlic and it's fragrant, we're adding the chipotle chili and the sauce. And then we're going to cook, stirring until fragrant about 30 seconds. A small problem. I put my chili sauce in with my mayonnaise. So I guess I'm only doing the peppers. Oop. Once the chili, chipotle chili is fragrant. It says 30 seconds. We will time this shit out to the second. (laughs) Then we transfer the mixture to a large bowl and allow it to cool slightly. Then we are going to chop our cashews in the food processor until into pieces no larger than one third of an inch or 12 short pulses. And then we're adding that to the cooked onion pepper mixture. And then after the beans are cooled, we're going to put those in the food processor and add the cheese. And then we're going to mix that together in the food processor. Gretchen's definitive food processor sound. And also the finger, the swirling finger motion. Yeah, you can't see it, but she's making a tornado with her hand, with her finger. Yeah. Tornado. (laughs) That's food processor in let me speak. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I'm adding that to the rules. Yeah. Tornado shape, silent finger moving. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what we mean. All synonyms (laughs) for food processor time. So once you zhuzhed your uh, beans (laughs) with your cheese, add that to the bowl with the onion and pepper cashew mixture, and then add your breadcrumb, egg, mayonnaise, and seasoned with salt and pepper mixed together, and then make it into patties. And then we get to cook it. You're doing it on the grill, which Mm -hmm. is so awesome. Over coconut briquettes, because, (laughs) because hello, why not? Because yes, that is exactly why. Not, why? <laughs> <laughs> it says it burns longer and cleaner. So we'll find out if that's true. Hotter, longer, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm just going to do mine on the stovetop, on a skillet. He and provides we- a couple of options, right? You can do it in the oven. 
You can do it on the grill or you can do it on the stovetop. I'm heating my pan. Heating the pan. Is it time to add the onions and peppers and pepper? Mine. I think I can go. I can go. I can go. All right. Onions and peppers and first. Oh, I might be a smidge. uh, (laughs) A smidge quiet. A smidge (laughs) soft. Come on, brain. (laughs) Not not my pan is not hot <laughs> ah what's next back to the food processor correct we are All now right. to chopping chopping up some nuts lightly food processed some some cha- ca- cashews cashews <laughs> from cashews from cashews getting your cashews so i've got mine in my smaller food processor bowl and i'm gonna i think it's a pulse what 12 times 12 exact times yep I, of course, am struggling with the food processor as fucking always. As, as usual. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Hold on. I have to go get James. <laughs> okay. Of course. Yep. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what I did differently, but <clears throat> fucking magic food processor wizard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That really tickled me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm glad and frustrated. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pulse my cashews now. Okay. One second. <laughs> 12 to 15 times it sounded like. Yes. I Well, and I did a longer pulse. So 12 to 20. We'll say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chopped well, cashews. Put that into the bowl with the pepper mixture. Thank you. Cashews are added to the onion and pepper mixture. So now our beans are slightly cooled or very cool in the case of us making, having toasted them better later today, which is probably actually a little bit better. Not sure why, but, but it's better. And <laughs> won't melt the cheese. That's the point. So we are going to put our cooled beans and the feta cheese into the food processor and until roughly chopped. All right. Are we ready to roll? Well, I thought so, but of course I can't get my food processor to close. Oh, oh my God. I got it. Okay. I'm ready. I have to blend Yay. up the... Yeah. Okay. Ready. Hey, here we go. Let's do it. Oh, nope. I'm supposed to pulse. Shit. <laughs> You're what? Okay. I was supposed to pulse and I just ran the machine. Ooh. So, well, so are you done? I think so. All right. I'm going to need another few pulses here. I'm just doing an awesome job with this today. <laughs> Mm, I love that Chipotle. I We've talked about this before, but the place we used to work at together made a lot of smoked food oh, right. for a long, long time. Neither of us could have smoked food. And I'm finally back to enjoying and appreciating smoked food, smoking things. I couldn't drink Pinot Noir for a decade. It's been that long. It's been a long time, Gretchen. All right. I've put my, my whole mixture here into far too small of a bowl. Huh. I'm sorry. So once we've ground up our black beans and feta, in our case, we add that to the pepper, onion, and cashew bowl. Cashew bowl. Okay. I was staring at it like, what is that other thing in there? <laughs> uh, do we add the egg now? Yes. Egg. And, and panko? And panko and mayonnaise. Okay. And panko. Oh, God. This is going to be bad. This is going to be one of those videos we're going to put up and be like, don't do this. <laughs> Pro tip. Don't Pro do tip. anything you see. <laughs> so we combine all that. The, the panko is cool. If you haven't listened to our macaroni and cheese, uh, modern macaroni and cheese episode, go listen to it. We learned some super cool things about panko. I cannot stop thinking about it all the time. And especially right now when we're using it. Yeah, I think it's one of the more interesting bread facts that I've ever acquired is that they cook panko using electricity. (laughs) And it's like a big, giant submarine of a loaf. And then it gets (laughs) crumbled down. And we never know that until the final product. Amazing. Oh, my God, Gretchen, we've learned so much. What a year it's been. Yeah, I know, right? What a year. What a year year for so many reasons, but I think I've 
officially combined my egg, panko, and black beans into the previous mixture. Now what am I doing? I think we're either forming patties or letting this rest for up to three days in the refrigerator. Okay. That's where we're at. Can can you freeze at this point too? It did sound like you it was better to form it into patties and then freeze it not okay so freeze for a little bit as is take it out shape it into patties and then put some kind of barrier parchment paper between the patty layers Mm -hmm. okay but freeze them in a single layer first then you can pack them yeah it's evenly frozen well yeah just so that because if it yeah that's the that's basically why (laughs) okay okay I have a wow. huge bowl of stuff over here. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody in the comments was also saying, like, turn it into meatballs. Ooh, fun. I might have to do that since I made a double batch. I could definitely make a little uh, batch of meatballs. Yum. See what that's like. That relish is tasting so good, too. I think I might add a little more jalapeno the next time. All right. Could even add it now. Oh my gosh, you're right. I have options. Yeah, well, unless you don't have another jalapeno. Well, I don't. (laughs) We can put a little hot sauce in it. Yeah. So good. I love (laughs) mine. I really like, so I took, I fully took like all of the seeds and even like the inside membrane out of my jalapenos. Like it's just got that really fruity flavor and it's barely even hot. (laughs) Cool. What buns are you using? I went really fancy and got brioche buns. (laughs) Oh, I ended up doing Dave's killer bread, bigger buns done right. No, burger buns done. (laughs) Bigger buns, bigger buns. (laughs) Big old bagger. I don't even know what that is. Like bag, like a bagel. It's like a Wisconsin, like a bagel. No, I don't know. Anyway, I'm so excited. We're both going to cook these on our own time in a little bit. So we're not going to finish that out for you. You'll have to wait about five seconds for the outro (laughs) (laughs) and the final thoughts on what we did today for the second time, but very different version. So excited to see how this one comes out. You know, that's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Provide you with all of your random food facts for forever. And question marks. And then, yes, to make more questions than answers. That's my general <laughs> approach to everything. That's what we do here at High Gluttony Headquarters. Yeah, I think at some point we'll have more answers than questions. I would hope, but it might take us a while well, to get there. might take us a while. I feel like we're building knowledge, but then also I will re-listen to episodes and I'm like, wow, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you made it to the end. Congratulations. What are your final thoughts, Gretchen? I love this recipe. I mean, it's just, it has everything. It's nice and savory. And I like that it's not necessarily a meat substitute. Like it, it's satisfying in the way that meat is, but it's not necessarily like trying to be meat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I think that's one of my favorite things about it also is that it's a really good veg- bean based bean based burger (laughs) and it's not trying to replicate beef but it's so good and I did eat all of my relish (laughs) (laughs) your double batch yeah I well no 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 no. that the burgers were double I only made like oh that's right we made like one ear's worth of (laughs) that's right three-fourths cup that's right yeah yeah okay so it, it was really just the vegetable with my, my dinner. <laughs> More than anything else. Nice. But it was good. And, and that saved it from having all the colors bleed together again. So lesson learned, you can, you can use purple cabbage. You just got to make sure to eat it all at the same time. <laughs> but I also wanted to say that I did freeze most of mine and I did, they came out pretty good. I may not have mixed mine thoroughly enough though because one of them fell apart and the other one did like have a little bit that fell off the side but otherwise it was really good made an excellent breakfast so yum (laughs) oh I forgot I forgot um grilling them on the grill no I'm not doing that again they did okay (laughs) okay 
I might be tempted to do it on an, a gas grill, but again, that's I'm like, but that's you know, it's cheating. <laughs> I I just think the pan doing it in a pan is much was a much better result for me. But also the charcoal, the the coconut charcoal that I used. I don't know if it really burned any longer because I kind of forgot about it at a certain point, but it did <laughs> seem to burn really hot. And it also like doesn't really smell like coconut, but it does have a little bit nicer kind of after aroma in my opinion. But I was worried the smoke would be really coconutty, but it wasn't. So, so there you go. My so worth a try. Yeah. Worth a try. It was very expensive. <laughs> It probably is <laughs> only worth not. one try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that covered it. What was that? Was my mad Gretchen's experiment for that one, right? I think so. Okay. I just want to make sure I, I covered it all. I forgot. definitely. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you did it on the grill too. I'm glad you said that because I was curious about how it compared. So definitely stovetop then, huh? I, yeah. I'm a fan of the stovetop because it just was a much more consistent, like, outer crust. And I like that, mm-hmm. like a little bit of crispiness that it gets so that there's that crisp texture. Also, maybe my burgers needed more cheese or something. I don't know. They just, maybe I, cause now I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, I think that my mixture might've been dry. So mm. I could probably could have used a little bit more cheese anyway. <laughs> well, we'll have to try it again for a third time. See how that one comes out. I agree with everything you said. I loved it. I didn't have, a ch- I froze some of mine too. I haven't had a chance to use those yet, but the fresh ones were so delicious. And mostly I'm just really excited to have a way to replicate that Tejano burger from Rome in this, in San Francisco, because it's been something I've been craving for a while. And so to get the combo of the black bean burgers and with that setup again, so exciting. So I can't wait to try the frozen ones. Maybe I'll do those in the oven. See how that third method oh, comes out. Try yeah. that. But yeah, delicious. Loved it. Definitely I'll do it again. I will even record a third one for sure. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You can find all the information for what we talked about in this episode on highgluttony.com so that we can link to, we link to Kenji's recipe and then write all our little tips and tricks and subscribe in all the places you listen. Thanks for joining us. Uh, oh, one, two, three. Off, off we go. Off we go. <laughs> kind of like a, it's very far away. Horse I mean, in the distance. Uh, yeah. I don't is know why I'm leaning going? because yeah. my head is going the same direction. <laughs> like really. Yeah. Gretchen using the coconut shells moves her whole body all the way across the screen. (laughs) Still recording. Oh, God. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.